three, two, one. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Raw Mentality. We're your hosts. My name is Harris. And my name is Sarah. And our podcast is all about mental health, advice, relationships, and personal struggles. If this is your first time joining us, welcome to our podcast. And if you're a returning listener, thank you for coming back. Also, don't forget to follow, share, and download on all social media and streaming services. Also, don't forget to send us your questions, your comments, and concerns on our socials at Raw Mentality Podcast or through email. And without further wait, let's get it on. Let's get it. Alrighty, so what's our topic for today? All right, so our topic for today is how to deal with stress and anxiety. How to deal with stress and anxiety. Yes, sir. Nice. Nice. <laughs> I'm sure that's going to be an interesting topic. After all, our show is a lot about mental health, so... That's true. Um, and, and relationships. Yeah, well, I mean, it's about a lot of things, I guess, but yeah. mental health. So let's just dive right into it, how to deal with stress. Um, I mean, what's the first thing, what's the first topic, or subtopic, I should say, of that main overall topic that you want to talk about i just have a question <laughs> all right go ahead. um well really just want to know what causes you stress i mean really could be triggered by a lot of things i don't want to say that like there's just one thing that causes me stress it's a bunch of different factors that can all come together either you know something is just constantly annoying me or honestly it for me, it, it's pretty deep. Like, I would have to go pretty deep to explain my stress because I'm always thinking about... I'm a deep thinker, and I'm always thinking about stuff in my head 24-7. Um, you know, when I'm at work, I really don't talk much. I don't talk to the people there. I don't talk really much to the coworkers because I'm always thinking, thinking, thinking. And, like, mainly the main thing I'm thinking is in my head is about music and what am I going to be doing in the future and how can I avoid living a life of failure? And, that's, and, that on, and that honestly brings me a lot of stress yeah. throughout the day. Um, and from there, there's other things, obviously, that trigger stress. You know, it could be just, you know, I might have a lot of work at work to do. I might have something really important coming up that could also trigger stress. Um, more so anxiety. More so anxiety. When I have something, like, really important, like, let's say in an interview or something, or let's say even a concert, if I'm going to be performing, mm-hmm. I get really anxious. Um, so I wouldn't call it stress, but they're kind of in the same boat together. Yeah. I would say so. Those are just a few of the triggers for me. Triggers. How about you? Um, so for me, it's kind of the same thing. I mean, um, I think my stress comes a lot from forgetting to do something or feeling like I'm going to forget to do something. But I guess that's more anxiety. Mm-hmm. And then the anxiety stresses me out. <laughs> so it, it, like you said, it, they go like hand in hand. Um, another thing is money, like finances, that stresses yeah. me out so much. It's a big one, too. It's it's huge one. Not just because, like, we live on our own, but it's always, even when I was um, back living with my parents, like, I, I just always have been, like, oh, like, I could do this for this, and and that could be another source of income. It's just, it's just kind of sometimes yeah. annoying because I feel like my head's always on, like, a cycle of go 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 and it's and it's just a continuous cycle of like it's just never ending so i don't know yeah i feel like it's like that you fall into a 
I don't want to call it a routine, but basically a, a, a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly cycle that you just follow religiously, even if you're not cognizant of it necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really tough to break out of that cycle, man. Um, especially when you have these learned behaviors and, you know, I feel like our brains are trained to avoid situations that cause us a great deal of anxiety and stress. So when we do come across those situations, we don't really know how to react. And that's why that feeling of stress or of anxiety is so overwhelming a lot of times. Yeah. Um, and for some pe- and for some people can even be debilitating, like to the point where they, they don't even get out of bed throughout the entire day. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know people like that. So, I mean, yeah, and, it's tough. And it's, it's honestly, it's really tough to deal with. Um, really there's no way I can say that there's like a, a surefire way to go about it. How would you say you deal with your stress and anxiety? Funny you ask that. That's actually my next question for you. Um, so really, um, I feel like reflecting on it really helps me. I have to go ahead and, you know, just pinpoint where it's coming from, what is causing it, and why it's important to me at that time like why am I thinking of this instead of actually getting to do what I have to do so I feel like that's one of my coping mechanisms actually just analyzing myself um also just creating like a day before creating a to-do list so I know exactly what I have to get done um and not just like a regular bullet point to do to to do list because that's cool but I like to do like um like a check mark one because like, that brings me satisfaction when I'm like, okay, I got it done. Now I can check it off. Like, I don't know. It's probably really dorky of me, but it helps. No, but it makes sense, though. Yeah. And then also, um, when it's, like, really, really bad for some reason, I take a really warm shower. Like, not a, like I'm not going to burn myself here, but um, just, like, a hot, warm shower just makes me relax. And I play some music and just take, like, a long, longer shower than usual. But still being mindful of the planet, you know. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. And then um, I just remind myself that, you know, like I'm good. Just reassuring myself. Just knowing that it's all in my head and I have to, you know, tone it down a little. For me, it's a little bit tougher. I don't know. It, it's really hard for me to let go of something. Like if, if there's a certain type of fear, anxiety, stress anger, whatever the emotion is, whatever, insert negative emotion, it's really hard for me to let go. Um, That's just, I don't know why, but I'm always, for some reason, like, whenever I get into a negative mental state, it just seems to, I seem to, like, almost want to persist. Mm -hmm. And not even just, like, want to persist to be negative, but, like, I try to combat negative with negative. It's like, if I'm feeling sad, I try to get angry to get rid of the sadness. Or if I get angry, I try to get, like, sad to get rid of the anger vice versa, you know, stuff like that. And it's, it's kind of a pretty toxic cycle, I would say. Do you think you're just comfortable and it's easier for you to battle it negatively instead of actually trying to make yourself feel better? It's not even that it's easier. I feel like it's just what I've been doing for so long that when I try to be positive, it feels so weird. I can be positive and I've been, you know, obviously like I've been been trying, I've been trying, but lately I've been going through a little rough patch. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it, it's 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 really tough. You know, um, it's a daily thing. I feel like you're always going to be dealing with negativity, no matter what, no matter how no matter how positive a person you are, you'll always be dealing with some kind of negative, you know, emotion or whatever 
whatever the thing may be that's causing you stress and anxiety. Um, and you just have to figure out a way to deal with it. For me personally, like what I try to do is just focus on my music. And when that's not working, um, I like when it's winter so I can go outside and, and the cold air like cools my head down. Yeah. Honestly, one thing that gets rid of my stress when I'm just like, let's say like I'm at home and I'm getting stressed about like, you know, music and stuff like that. If I go to like work, like my regular job, that'll, really? actually, that'll actually like lower my stress. Yeah. Just because it's something to do. Something else to do that I'm not like, you know. Actively thinking. Actively thinking about. Yeah. Which probably sounds bad. We're probably terrible employees. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, I mean that's honestly like that that kind of does it for me. I'm not going to lie to you. So, but it's just kind of tough because at the same time I I am a, somewhat of a lazy person. I don't want to wake up and and go to work and mm-hmm. do all that stuff. I'd rather just chill in bed and like whatever text be on social media. But at the same time, you have to motivate yourself to get up and do that shit because at the end of the day, it's really even even if you're even if you're just going to be going through the motions, it's better than doing nothing at all, in my belief. That's true. But see, the other thing that causes me to be stressed is laziness itself. Because then I feel like, let's say it's my day off from work, right? All I do, all I want to do is be a lazy butt and just sit on the couch, lay down, watch TV, be on my phone, be on, mm-hmm. you know, whatever app I want to be on. So um, that just makes me stressful at in the long run because I just wasted all that time, you know? Mm. So then now my very busy already, or my day that's already been so busy and so booked that I've overbooked myself, um, I just wasted so much time. So then now my time to get those things done is even more condensed and it's just like a cycle of, okay, I'll just put it out for tomorrow and then guess what? Tomorrow it's already all booked up. So then that's stressful. Yeah. For me, at least, that's very stressful for me. So um, that's why, again, my to do my to do list and being able to check those off. I feel like that's really been helpful. But then also preparing the night before, like I most of the time I pick out what I'm going to wear the night before. So in the morning, I just put it on. There's nothing to do. That's mm-hmm. and it, another thing is that takes away from uh, making another choice because making choices or making so many choices in a row causes stress for you. I don't know, at least for me. Right. Yeah, no, and I definitely agree with you on the on the wasted time part. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I hate it when I waste my time. That Seriously. does that does stress me out a lot. Um more so than more the more than anxiety it, it angers me. Yeah. When I waste my time. Um or when I waste my money. Those are All like facts. those are like <laughs> those are like both pretty pretty like on point for me like time and money are pretty synonymous to me in my head yeah so yeah whenever i whenever i waste one of those or lose one of those it's yeah it's it's a pretty pretty big stress i would say or a big anger big trigger trigger, trigger <laughs> yeah definitely um also would you say that creating a budget for you helps your financial stress it would if I could follow a budget, <laughs> but I don't think I could ever follow a budget because I'm pretty, I'm pretty, um, what is it? You're loose. I'm pretty, no, I'm pretty consistent with like what I have to pay, like my bills, like I try to keep it to a minimum. I usually buy like the same shit all the time, 
But then every now and then, like, usually, like, every month or every couple weeks, there will be, like, a little mini splurge that I'll do. And then I'm like, oh, man, I just wasted, like, money right now. Like, how am I going to yeah. pay for da 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 So I got to go, like, work X amount of hours at another yeah. job so I can make more money. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it It's hard for me to even be how I am right now because I'm used to just getting a paycheck and blowing it all in, like, two, three days. And it's gone. And I have nothing. That's terrible. That's what I used to do when I was in high school and I used to work my jobs. I would literally get a paycheck. I wouldn't stack any of it. I would just, like, literally get a paycheck, blow it. Gone. Okay, get a paycheck, blow it. Gone. And it wasn't, like, anything big, but I was just blowing it on, like, stupid stuff, you know, like, weed. Like, I was buying it. I was buying. (laughs) I like how you whispered. It was mainly food, like, fast food, I would say. is like Yeah, we used to go out a lot as as high schoolers and even, like, early college days. Oh, yeah. That's why I gained so much weight. That's why I ballooned we up both, to two hundred yeah. pounds, because of all that fast food we were eating. And it wasn't just me; it was it was our friends too. Like whenever I'd go out with friends, oh, yeah. you were going out with your friends as well. Like you yeah. know, just splurging, eating out. I know. Yeah. Seriously, I don't know why I ever thought that was bad habits, man. Bad habits lead you to down a bad road. Which, also, <laughs> it's on my list: making and adapting good habits. Good habits, people. Good habits. Not bad like how we were for a long time, but I think we're getting better at them. I think we're implementing more. No, we definitely are. Um, I mean, there's like some personal things I could talk about for me in in terms of like habits that I've broken. I mean, I used to smoke cigarettes. I don't smoke those anymore. But it was really stressful for you at the beginning trying to give those up, wasn't it? Not necessarily because I did move on to like just having an e-cig. That's what I do now. So I'm still technically addicted to nicotine, but... It's not the same as a cigarette. Like, the cigarette was horrible. When I, I remember when I was smoking the cigarette, it was pretty bad. That was bad. Yeah. But, um... Considering I have asthma, that's really bad, actually. Yeah. So. Some of the other things, um... You know, as far as, like, bad habits, I remember before when I would go to sleep one night, I I would have no idea what time I'm waking up the next day. And I still kind of have that <gasps> habit now. Doesn't that give you anxiety? No. Uh, what? Not anymore. I mean, like, not anymore because I don't really do it that much. Like, for, okay. for now, for the most part, I know I'm going to wake up in the morning. But, like, before, yeah. dude, there'd be no guarantee. Sometimes I might fall asleep at, like, 7 a.m. I know. I remember on days And then wake would... up at, like, 3 p.m. the next exactly. day, 4 p.m. I remember days you would text me at, like, 5 p.m. when I would, like, be getting off work um, in, like, my 20s, like, my 20, 21 year. Um... And I'd be like, oh, I'm getting off work. And you'd be like, I'm just waking up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? I don't know. I thought that was pretty bad and funny. Yep. No, I've, I remember I used to be like that all the time. So that was a bad habit that I definitely kicked. Yeah. And that was due to some other circumstances that, you know, were also bad habits that I also kicked as well. We don't have to talk about that, though. Yeah. Maybe for a different day. Maybe for a different day. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... We have many stories, so... Yeah. Um... I don't know. I'm trying to think of some other bad habits that I've kicked. And then basically the way that you kick those bad habits, yeah. at least for me, is really you have to just you have to just really sit down and look at yourself honestly in a, in a real perspective like and make a decision. If I keep doing the same things that I'm doing mm-hmm. day in and day out, will I go down a path that I want to go down is, is you know, is essentially the question you're going to be asking yourself. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and if the answer to that is no, then you have to make changes to that. It's really that simple. But you have to like really, really, really ask yourself. It's it sounds like stupid when I just say it like that. Like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna ask yourself. But a lot of people <laughs> like a lot of people don't actively like ask themselves like really in their mind. Like you have to reflect. Envision yourself, like seriously. Like look at yourself from a third person point of view and really like, you know, and then relate to that first person point of view. Because some people are like just they just have butterflies in their head. They have nothing going on. But like really like ask yourself, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's that's the best way I can describe it. And don't just ask yourself, but actually listen to the person that's telling you that good advice. Like if you're yourself, if you're going if you're going down a bad route and if it doesn't scare you, like when you really ask yourself and you really have a conversation with yourself about it, then there's no hope, I would say. Yeah. Unless you have some certain circumstances that happen. But for me, it was really just, you know, I was I was in Europe, actually, with my parents. And I was just thinking about, like, this is, I, I believe this is, like, 2018, summer of 2018. Yeah, you were in Bosnia for, like, a whole mm-hmm. month. That yeah, I was basically there for a month. Yeah. Um, and while I was there, I was mainly just asking myself, I mean, one thing, I was sober over there the entire time I was mm-hmm. there. So that obviously had an effect on my thinking. But yeah. on top of that, I just started asking myself, like, just questions, you know, that I wouldn't ask myself usually when I was here. Because either, A, I didn't have the time, like you said, just constantly going, going, going. The pace of life here in America is pretty fast. When you get out of America and you have time to think, um, it's really different. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's well, how it was. That's what it was for me in Bosnia. Not in all regions of America, but specifically in Chicago. Where yeah, we're, specifically very, where we're at. Very fast. Very like, fast paced. You're always stressed about something. You're always doing something. There's always some kind of deadline. There's always yeah. some kind of BS popping off at work that you got to. There's always comparison yeah. around you. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. All the time. It's different than living on, you know, like, let's say Southern Illinois. Or Montana or yeah. something. Yeah. It's uh yeah, which I've been to Montana. I was just there recently. I know you told me about it. <laughs> I like but the yeah. mountains, man. I like the mountains. That seems pretty cool going to Montana and all that. Yeah. But um, I guess we'll just make like a separate podcast about habits because I feel like we have a lot to say about that. So, anything else that really helps you with coping with stress or anything like that? Um, coping mechanisms for stress also include like talking. To people, just like friends, you, yeah, my family, going to visit family if I haven't seen them in a couple of days, like that. That's a, a good coping way or, or a way of coping with stress. Yeah, I wouldn't even say coping with it, but mainly like just helping me kind of de-stress and get rid of it. I feel like your mom gives you really good advice whenever you tell me, "Oh, she said this," and I'm like, "Yeah, oh, wow. no, she does. She does give me very good, very sound advice." Mm-hmm. I'm a mama's boy, if you can't tell. Oh yeah, but yeah, I could tell. <laughs> yeah. nothing wrong with it just it's funny she's always giving me good advice though but we were always arguing yeah. about stuff too well yeah that's funny though but yeah I mean um, how about you I mean is there any way that you cope it, cope with your stress or have any coping mechanisms additional besides like you know what we've already talked about uh, no I think I really much covered it it's just really the main one is um, reflecting and everything else is just kind of like if my reflecting is not on point that day, then I go to plan B, plan C. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, I go to Harris for plan D. <laughs> okay. I don't know if we should include that, but okay. 
Okay, so I want to go ahead and um, I picked out some quotes that I, I feel like really resonated with the stress aspect um, of our conversation because um, I feel like a lot of the times people um, like to reflect on quotes and I'm that person, so I don't know. Maybe some of you guys are too. Um, so my first one is, quote, either you run the day or the day runs you, unquote. And it's from Anonymous because I it didn't say who it was from. Either you run the day or the day runs you. That's right. <laughs> what do you think about that? I feel like uh, it I reminds chose this. Me, it reminds me of something from a movie I watched called Borat. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. This quote, I chose it specifically towards you because I feel like it's something you would say. Yeah. It's kind of like, it's kind of a little bit of inspiration, a little bit of, you know, butthole-ish yeah. and a little bit of no, sass, you know? <laughs> it reminds me of, of in Borat when he says in Russia, or no, I don't know. Was that Borat? In Russia, road fork you. Turn in, it, it, the GPS told him to turn in fork and road, and then he said in Russia, the road fork you. I don't know if that was what? Borat or Family Guy. I don't know. I'm tweaking right now, but yeah. Yeah. Um. What do I think of that quote? Yeah, what do you think about that? If you don't run the day, the day will run you. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, there's truth to it, but also at the same time, there's things that can happen outside of your control. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that can happen outside of your control. Like, if you happen to have a heart attack, like, well, I'm sorry, like, oh, did you not run the day well enough? Like, so you had a <laughs> heart attack. Obviously not. That's some, like, I know, I get it. Like, some things are completely Your blood your pressure control. drops. For me, for example, like, I've had this happen to me before, but, like, dude, like, I've been, like, at work or at school, and, like, I don't know if it's a panic attack or an anxiety attack or just, like, my blood pressure dropping. But out of nowhere, I'll get, like, these really nasty sweats, uh, uneasy feeling in my stomach. I get, like, scared. Yeah. And then I start, like, sweating, wanting, like, breathing funny, like, almost wanting to throw up kind of, too. And, you know, is is that a result of me not taking control of the day? You know what I mean? Like, no. Th- and, like, because, not. like, if, if that right. happens to me in, in school, right? Like, that happened to me in class, right? And the whole, like, last 20 minutes I was in class, I pretty much didn't pay attention to anything the teacher was telling me then it happened to me the second time at work one day i, I told you about this yeah, and i had to leave work and i left a whole bunch of work for the other guy that was coming in for the overnight oh, yeah, shift and i, I felt pretty bad about it but yeah i mean like i literally had to i i, I, I mean, couldn't stand had, yeah i couldn't stand i don't even know how i drove myself home yeah i don't know how you drove that's it. what i'm saying I, you should have called me yeah yeah but you know what i'm saying like is that a is that a circumstance of me not taking control of my day no i'm sorry like no I know. things I things can happen outside of your control maybe it was within my control but not at that moment in time you know what i mean mm-hmm. maybe if i had eaten something i don't know if it was my blood pressure but maybe if i had eaten something okay could have taken control if you want to say that if you really want to like well, if you really want to be thing. like some days you don't go um or you go without eating until like dinner time which is questionable but that's I do a that whole other thing yeah but that's a whole other that's thing. a whole other thing but i'm talking about stress specifically like either you're gonna let your the stress run the day or you're gonna run the day and overcoming the stress that's kind of what okay i, I interpret it as well yeah that is a good way of looking at it too yeah what do you know. think well one i think it's it's it could be true you know like anything could be true um but um, I feel like the days that I don't really have a solid plan, not just like I'm going to do this, this, and this, and this. It's more like, okay, 
I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to take this time to relax so that I'm not so stressed when I go into doing this, and then I take another time to relax. So it's kind of like block scheduling my day. Mm-hmm. So I plan in time to relax, which sounds really stupid, right? But I feel like for me, it helps. So yeah, see, I don't really plan my day. It's kind of hard. That's something that I really want to get on doing. Mm-hmm. Mainly what I do is I just know, like, I think I've talked about this before. I don't maybe I have, maybe I haven't, but I just know there's like this whole boatload of work, mm-hmm. and like the bulletin board there is like for the like the most important parts. But like there's things mm-hmm. in between the most important parts that I gotta do right. to set up for the most important parts on there. Yeah, you know what I mean. No, I know. So definitely. when I wake up, I'm just like, okay, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this, and then a new opportunity pops up. I'm like, all right, so I'm gonna reroute, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. Yeah. So like every day is like a different road, and I hate that. For sure. What I would what I would like to do, kind of like what you're talking about, is is kind of block, like scheduling in blocks. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I got some indigestion here. <laughs> but um, yeah, just scheduling in blocks, kind of like how it was for me when I was working as an, as an admissions advisor. Yeah. They had it scheduled where it's like, okay, for the first thirty minutes of the day, you're gonna have meeting time with your team. Then, uh, maybe not the first thirty minutes, but like the first ten minutes, the right. fifteen minutes, whatever. Um, then the next hour you go and you wait on queue. So you're just waiting for calls to come in and you're answering calls. Then for the next hour after that, you call people, Mm -hmm. um, you go for a half hour on queue. Okay. Then you take a 15 minute break, come back, do an hour, whatever, go on your hour lunch, come back and finish out your day. Right. And you have another 15 minute break somewhere in between. Like I would really like to schedule my day like that. To be revolving completely around our businesses, music, podcasting, et cetera. Right. But it's just so hard to do right now at this point because, like, my head is just all over the place. And I have to a lot for time for when I'm going to go back to school. You know what I mean? And then on top of that, there's always the financial road bumps like we were talking about. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, you know, sometimes I'm going to have to go pick up some extra shifts or whatever, and that throws a wrench into the into the day plan. Yeah, but see, the thing is, it doesn't always go as planned. You can have, uh, you know, planned out to the second. Mm-hmm. You know, you can be like, at this time, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Like, it doesn't work like that. It helps. It gives you, like, a roadmap to do what um, you need to do. But it doesn't always, you know, happen as planned. Like, like how you said, things come up mm-hmm. or there's... Um, things you forget to do, like, oh, I forgot I have to go pick this up or whatever. I don't know. Like, things come up. Yeah. But, like, you just got to, like, reroute it, basically. Yeah. I guess I just got to get better at having a structured day and then being able to reroute whenever something happens that I can't Or plan out, like, oh, or, like, leave some... um, Leeway in between. Yeah. Just in case anything comes up, like an emergency or something. Yeah, that's which, true. Which is, was really hard for me to transition because, like I said, I used to overbook myself to the point where it was like, why am I even doing this? Yeah. It makes me feel unaccomplished. It's kind of how it feels for me right now. It puts me down. Exactly. It puts me down. It makes me feel unaccomplished. Even though I completed, like, you know, eight things out of ten, those two things, it didn't, you know, that's like a B. It's not a 100%. It's a B. Yeah. If you look at it like that. So... Why am I doing that to myself when I could, you know, be feeling better when planning for less and achieving more? I don't know. No, that makes sense. That makes sense, definitely. All right. So I really like this one. I feel like the next one, the next quote, is something more to my taste. Mm-hmm. You know? 
All right, so let me just go into it. It's, um, quote, worry is like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but never actually gets you anywhere, unquote. And it's by Irma, I want to say her na last name is pronounced Bumbeck, B-U-M-B-E-C-K. So essentially, by worrying, you're wasting your time. Yeah. Is what it's saying. It doesn't really lead you anywhere. I agree with that. I agree with that wholeheartedly. But it's tough to not worry sometimes. At the same time, so you. Hard. At the same time, having that little hint of worry or anxiety could be the deciding factor of like, let's say, if you go into a job interview and you're a little bit stressed out, so you go and you boost your resume up, and mm -hmm. now you're a better fit than the other candidates. Yeah. You know, that could be, always be a good thing. So I wouldn't necessarily say that, like, worrying is always wasting your time. It's that worry that drives you. But if you're if you're worrying in a way that it just debilitates you, then, yeah, it is wasting your time. It is like sitting in a rocking chair. It gives you something to do. You know, you just sit around with your thumb, on your, with your thumb in your butt, playing video games, watching TV, whatever. We've all been there. I've been there. Yeah. You know, and, you know, yeah, essentially that that is true for those instances, but... Again, it depends on, you know, what you're talking about. Because you could be worried about a job interview. You could be worried about the concert tomorrow that's happening that you're going to perform at. And you want to make sure that you have a great show so you hire an extra 10 backup singers. Mm -hmm. You know, I wouldn't necessarily say worry is always a bad thing. Yeah. Or uh, always a time waster. I see. Your what would you say? Well, I kind of I, I went a different route with this. Um, first of all, this quote actually blew my mind because I was like, oh, I, w I, I was just not prepared for it at the time when I was preparing for this episode. I, I was just like, whoa, I don't know. It just caught me off guard. Um, but I like the rocking chair com comparison. Mm -hmm. I really do. Because if you think about it, um, the rocking chair is a symbol of like either like an old person rocking themselves yeah. or a mom rocking with their baby. Right. Yeah. And both things are comfort at least in my mind they yeah. resonate with comfort so i took it as you're worrying about something and that's a little bit it's uncomfortable because it's it it takes you out of like um actually getting anywhere yes but it's also comfortable because sometimes that worry makes you feel like okay well i already worried a lot so maybe i don't even have to do it you know you, I think I see what you mean. You either procrastinate on doing it. It causes procrastination, which is not good. We all do it, but it's just, like, not a good thing to do. Um, but also, like, it just it just makes it, like, it's busy work, you know? I feel like it's it's never actually what you have to do. It's always busy work. So would you say it's better to not worry than just do? It depends. I feel like it's, it's hard because now that... I like where you went with it because mm -hmm. you took worry as in like, okay, well, I'm going to take this worry and I'm going to do something about it. Yeah. Which is kind of like what you should do. Is, it's, up, it's exactly what I'm saying. But I like where you, how you phrased it. I really do. Okay. Yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah. I feel like you just have to have an equal balance because, like I said, the worry can also hold you back from completing things, like you said. Yeah. It is that comfort zone. Like, I already worried about it, so now I can... Just walk into that exam tomorrow without having to have studied too much. Yeah. And just, like, crammed everything five minutes before. Yeah. You know. Yeah, there's that type. And then you go and you fail the, sh fail the crap out of it. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then just, like, the last thing about this quote that I want to say is just uh, worry is kind of a time killer. Mm hmm And, you know. Yeah. Why would you do that? 
but like I understand because I do it too. <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's just kind of how I. It's like that mental loop again. I do it. I don't want to do it, and then me thinking about not doing it just wasted more time. So now I have to do it, but then I wasted even more time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's exactly what goes through my head. Yeah. Yeah. Like let me know if that's what you think too. Let us know. Cause. I hear you and I feel you and I empathize with you because me too. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> I don't know. I have a feeling a lot of people will understand what we're talking about. Yeah, I hope I'm like we're not alone. I in don't this think boat. I don't think yeah. I wouldn't say that we're the only ones that have these emotions. No, no. I mean like maybe they are unique in the way that we perceive them, but yeah. other people can perceive them differently, but they could be very similar or could very well be the same. They just look at it differently. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really interesting, though. I, I like how people describe the way that they feel emotion. Because mm-hmm. if you think about it, we all have the same, like, um, basic emotions, but mm-hmm. we all feel them differently. And I think that's so cool. I don't know. Yeah. That's really cool to me. Yeah. Because I can never feel, like, what you feel, like, to the T. There was this one interesting video that I was watching about a man who's, like, going through, like, future and, like, you know, obviously how, like, computers and robotics are, like, a booming industry right now, so everything's getting better and better every 10 years, like, Mm -hmm. it's accelerating by 10 times. So it's talking about a farmer who loses his arm, so he goes and gets a a aesthetic or a prosthetic leg. Mm -hmm. Then there's, like, this upgrade thing that happens that, like, allows you to be 10 times more productive. And originally he was against it. And he goes and he, eventually he's like, all right, well, I mean, if I can't get a, if I can't, pay my wages and like pay my rent without it. I'm just going to go and do it. So he goes and yeah. he does it and he's able to do it. Oh. 10 years later, there's another upgrade. He He's against this upgrade. It's another more extreme upgrade. It's like replacing like his whole body basically. Oh. He's against it, but then he obviously can't pay and can't keep up with the economy without it. He goes and gets it. And it follows this cycle up until the point where it gets to the point where it's affecting your brain hmm. and like changing the neurons in your brain and like everything like you can change your memories and your thoughts and your emotion. And the video was titled, what are you? Uh, that was, that was the title of the video is like, what are you? Because really what you are, I, I I don't know. I'm not gonna lie. I read the comments in the YouTube section a lot. Yeah. And it said, I am one of the people said, I am just the person experiencing what this life is. I'm, I'm what I am. What experiences this life? That's all you are. And it kind of just put that into perspective for me. Um, And that's why essentially I think a lot of people, we have those similar basic emotions, Mm -hmm. but we also differ in our, in in our certain ways based on what our life experiences are throughout this experience. Yeah. Just kind of on a deep note, but yeah. But like also on like another note, like Mm -hmm. physiologically and then also like life experiences, Mm -hmm. like that leads to different um, it, like different ways of ex- expressing and yeah, and all that and perception and perception, yeah, for sure. So that's just cool. Big time. Yeah, it's a little psychology. It's a little psych one hundred one. A for psych one hundred one from people that have no idea what they're talking about well, about people psych. That, people that took psych one hundred one. Yeah, and community college. I gotta be so. Yeah, I think I gotta be plus or <laughs> something like that. So I always gotta one up you a little bit, you know. Yeah. My credentials, beam a B in Psych 101. You're welcome. Nice. <laughs> Mental health podcast. I know. Shut up. Ring. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a little bing over there. 
All right, what's the next topic? Okay, so, no, next quote. Mm-hmm. Why do you keep brushing me? Stop brushing me, man. I'm sorry. What's the next <laughs> quote? All right, so next quote is, um, actually, I wanted to choose this quote because at some point, um, I feel like we've all felt this way. And it's it's actually not to do with ourselves. It's to do with um, dealing with someone else in your life and specifically people that don't... Um, don't show the same feelings that you show towards them, whether it be emotionally, uh, I'm sorry, whether it be in a relationship that's a romantic relationship, whether it be in the family or whatever. But um, let me go ahead and read it out and you'll see what I mean. Okay, so it goes, quote, why am I stressing myself over someone who doesn't even ask me if I'm okay, unquote, and it's by anonymous. Why am I stressing myself over someone who doesn't even ask me if I'm okay? Yeah. Have you ever felt that way about anybody? Um, yeah. Yeah, but it's not. Yeah, I do, but it's not like an overarching thing. I mean, like I did once back in the day, like with my ex when before we were dating. Mm-hmm. You remember that? Yeah, that happened to me yeah, once. But like other than that, honestly, not really. Mm. Honestly, not really. I mean, like, yeah, maybe like here and there with friends, but like. To me, those are, like, minor, like, minor things. I wouldn't really consider that, like, a major struggle or, like, anything that, like, really needs that much attention. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it's really not that serious. You can you can choose to stop caring about a person if you see that it's a negative relationship or a toxic relationship that's hurting you more than it's helping you. You mm-hmm. have that option. And I understand sometimes it's harder. It's easier said than done. Yeah, it's definitely. I've been there, been there, done that. But at the same time, like, it is true that you're putting yourself there mm-hmm. um, a lot of times. Maybe you weren't. Maybe you weren't. I, I don't know. I don't know everyone's situation. I can't say for certain. But from what I've experienced, I would say that you're probably putting yourself in that situation if you're caring about somebody who has little to no care about you yeah Hmm. what do you think well i kind of went in all aspects with this because i feel like this could really um resonate with anything so whether it be you know that f boy how you were saying like your ex Mm -hmm. um but also like your employer and your boss like i've had employers like i'm glad and happy that at this point i could say that i'm happy where i am to a certain extent, you know, it's not what I want to do with for the rest of my life, but I'm okay. I'm doing good right now. But I've had past employers that just don't even care if you're doing okay. Mm-hmm. Literally. They're just like, you're clocked in. You're going to do this, 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 and this, and all this. I don't care if your arm falls off in the middle of it. Just get it done. I feel that. Yeah. So it could be that. It could also be peers, like your friends. Like you, I have had friends that really just aren't actual friends you know yeah um i don't want to take this out of context or anything like that but i had a best friend quote unquote best friend that i was friends with for so long and it didn't really lead me anywhere yeah there was no um i would it's hard to talk about it because it's just it's not been that long since we were not friends anymore but um I feel like it was not one-sided or not solely one-sided, but it was more on me to create an effort than it was for the other person. 
I feel like yeah. I feel like the other the other person didn't take our friendship as serious as I did. I agree with that. So I don't know. That's just something else. And then even some people that have been in long term relationships long-term relationships and even marriages whether it be short or long marriages that I've talked to because I talk to older people a lot because I like to see um you know what their life is like and I like to um experience through them different um life experiences yeah just life experiences their story um just to make sure that I'm either on the right path um for people that I look up to mm-hmm. or people that I don't want to be like necessarily it doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing, but it's just not what I want. Um, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I've talked to them and most of them are very unhappy with their marriages. They've been together since they were in high school together, like me and you, but they, they have been together for 20 years, but there's no, Happiness anymore. Happiness. There's no It's more spark. of an obligation. Yeah. It's more like, well, there's no one else out there, you know? Yeah. So I feel like it's it's kind of just like, okay, but what else is there? You know? It's just, it's just it could be anything. But see, that's the thing. Like, with all those situations you just mentioned, mm-hmm. like, that's all you putting yourself there at the end of the day or allowing yeah. yourself to be there at a mm-hmm. job. You know, you... Yeah, maybe that job does pay your rent. Maybe if you quit your job, you're going to be screwed and not have not be able to pay rent. But you always have the option of looking for a new job. Right. And once you do find a new one, put in that two weeks notice or however weeks notice you need in your state or whatever country you're listening this to, mm-hmm. and then leave. Or maybe you don't need. Maybe you don't even need to do that. Maybe you don't even want to. Whatever. It doesn't even matter at that point. I mean, like unless you really want to have that employer as a reference on your resume. I guess that's true. But um. The one that I want to talk about personally that hurts me the most a lot mm-hmm. of the time or that stresses me the most, um, that I feel like I'm stressing over something and or someone and they don't even really stop and ask me if I'm doing okay. Honestly, um, it's going to sound really bad, but most of my family, hmm. like, I most likely we'll, we will make a whole different podcast dedicated to like our family and our yeah upbringing and all that um which should be coming out soon after this but um it sucks to say but I feel like a family is it's 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 tough to talk about because it's you know hits home Mm -hmm. but like actually because you know these people were my home for a long time yeah so um it just feels like both of my parents have adapted lives where they're being a little bit selfish with themselves, and it's understandable. You know, I've left their home, but even with, like, my siblings, I feel like um, they're a little bit selfish it's nowadays. Uh, maybe they have always been. I just never really saw it like that. Um, but I feel like I'm always the one calling my parents and being like, hey, how are you? How's your day? You know, or stuff like that. I mean, I'm not saying I blame them or anything like that. Um, You know, personally, maybe they have a lot going on. Um, But I don't know. That's just something that really, uh, when I saw this quote, that was the number one that came to my mind. And it was the number one um, subject that was the hardest for me, which is why I saved it for last. So, yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. I see. Mm -hmm. So, um, I think that's pretty much all I wanted to cover with stress. Um, did you want to add anything before we go on to anxiety? They're pretty much, I feel like for me, they go hand in hand. They do. Um, stress and anxiety, like, like I was talking about earlier in the show for me also, they all oftentimes are in this very same, same boat. Yeah. Often triggered by certain, uh, responses, certain emotional responses that I have to situations that I'm not familiar with, or maybe situations that I'm all too familiar with. Yeah. Um, I'd like to say that my anxiety and my stress are like fraternal twins because they don't look the same, but Kind of, like, you know what I'm trying to say here? Like, I feel like they oftentimes produce the same result. Yeah. They produce the same result, if that makes any sense. Or they start out the same, because I feel like my anxiety leads to stress, and my stress leads, leads me to anxiety. They feed each other. Yeah. I feel like that's a good way of putting it, is your, is your stress feeds your anxiety, and your anxiety feeds your stress. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's why a lot of people oftentimes when you have, when you're diagnosed with some form of depression, like when I... I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I've spoken about this before, but I have gone to a, a therapist before and they diagnosed me with like minor depression. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't anything crazy. But oftentimes people who are depressed, they do um, express it as being stuck in a cycle or falling down a never ending hole. Um, that's just keeps getting darker and darker and you're getting farther and farther away from the light. Like that's that's usually how it's described a lot of times when you are dealing with some form of depression. At mm-hmm. least from my understanding, that's something that, you know, when I mentioned to my therapist, she mentioned that. So I feel like that's why um, a lot of people, and it is a true statement that, that your stress feeds your anxiety and your anxiety feeds mm-hmm. your stress. So, yeah, um, just learning how to break that cycle, I feel like, is essential. And that's where coping with your stress comes in. Um, just, you know, one thing that I wanted to mention before we move on to more to anxiety is just coping with stress. I feel like you have to explore what it is that helps you cope with it. Um, cause maybe you haven't found in a healthy way, in a healthy way. Yeah. Cause maybe you haven't found it necessarily. Like for me, it is music. It's also podcasting. It used to be basketball though. You know, it used to be like going to the gym. Now going to the gym is more of a chore, but it still is somewhat of a stress reducer. Um, but you just have to find what works for you. See, like, I was stressed before the show started, and now I'm podcasting with you, and I feel way way better. Yeah. So, that's just an example. Yeah, which is kind of like what you said before, talking. You said talking to you, which is yeah. me, but <laughs> talking to each other. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, going right into it, um, what are situations that trigger your anxiety? Which I know we talked a few about, like, specifically with stress, but is there anything that's really different that triggers your anxiety aside from just, like, going into stress mode? Anything different that triggers my anxiety besides just going into stress mode? Yeah, let's say maybe, like, there's a stop, there's a train station stop for anxiety before you arrive to your destination that's stress. Um, I mean, just based off the nature of the two, I mean, I wouldn't say there's, like, I wouldn't describe it that way. No? It, it all depends, really. See, like, when I think of anxiety... I think more of fear, Mm. like the emotion of fear is attached to that Okay. and immobility and the feeling of uncertainty, which 
that overlaps into stress, that feeling of uncertainty, but stress can also have anger, sadness, and those type of emotions. So that's really mainly what I would say triggers my anxiety, quote unquote, is those other emotions of the uncertainty and those thoughts um, of fear rather than like anger or sadness, which triggers my stress. But the two can also be fed by, um, what was the common denominator between the two? I, uh, the, common, the common denominator between the two, which is uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm, I like that. Yeah. Um, so, any specific situations for you? Any specific situations? Um, I think we kind of already mentioned some earlier before, but, like, they're kind of cliche. Just yeah, like, yeah. you know, you got, you got your interviews for me as a musician. I got my concerts. Maybe if I'm meeting a new musician or if I'm trying to talk to a manager, a label exec, a playlist curator, um, things like that will often trigger more of a anxious response. Um, and then that anxiety turns into stress once the uncertainty like really starts to kick in and starts to trigger the overthinking in my head. Um which is cool that we're talking about it this way because I've actually never thought about it and like the mechanism of how one thing triggers the other. But um, really, yeah, I'm kind of starting to realize that now. That's pretty much how it's how yeah. it's triggered. So yeah, um, that's something. I'm I'm sorry to cut you off, but I'm no, no, you're that's fine. something that I feel like you, out of all people that I know, would. Think I think about. of it, but like talking about it brings it into life. Okay. Thinking of it, like just thinking of it internally, sometimes is not good enough. You have mm-hmm. to really like talk it out. Yeah. Talking it out makes it, turns it into reality, I feel like. Hmm. That's just, it's just like a, you know, preconceived, um, what do you call it? Notion you had of me. Yeah. Or like, I don't know, because I feel like you're, you're a very thoughtful person. You're very, you think things through a lot. I do. I do. But I think too much. Too much. Yeah. That's, I think I too know, much a lot. That's I, thought. I think too much. Maybe and it's not good to think too much without having some form of conversation either or some form of open dialogue or something. Mm. I feel like, cause then you get too stuck in your ways, Okay. which kind of ties into this overall theme of what we're talking about here. Right. Um, but going back into what we were speaking about, which mm-hmm. is what specifically triggers my anxiety. So like I kind of, I kind of mentioned those things like, you know, as yeah, a musician yeah. and interview, but it can also be things like, um, just health-wise, like, um, you know, let's say I'm feeling sick. You know, obviously that will trigger some form of, especially in the time, the times that we're in right now, you never know what you might have. Yeah, there's a lot of people um, that, um, actually, I work at an orthodontics office, so we're dealing directly with uh, people's, you know, yeah. teeth. So we're in the mouth. And that adds to anxiety, too, because the people that I'm working with are basically, like, patients at hospitals as well. So I'm, yeah. I'm going around hospitals and... You could be exposed to anything. So that adds to anxiety, just that kind of like real physical thing that can actually harm you or possibly might even kill you. And I feel like for me, um, at least towards the beginning of this, um, now it's a little bit, I feel like I've um, calmed down a little bit. Because at first I was a little bit more stressed because people were coming in and they were stressed themselves. Or I'm sorry, they were stressed and anxious themselves. Because, uh, you know, of the situation that's going on, no one knows 
you know, who can have it and not have it and all that stuff. So they were coming yeah. in and, you know, hand sanitizing every five seconds, which it's not uh, me judging them. It's me empathizing with them because I, I understand. But then it was like their anxiety was giving me anxiety, which I, I, I feel like, um, I'm, I'm a very good person or I'm, I'm very good at, um, masking, not reflecting. Yeah. I'm, I'm very good at masking my emotion when I'm at work or when I'm on my quote unquote customer service mode. Yeah. Yeah, I just have like a, a, not a stale face, but like a, a face that's like, okay, like nothing happened. Like everything's good. You know, like that customer service. I get it. Yeah. So I, I don't know. At least I felt like I wasn't showing my anxiety, but I was feeling it. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like not mirroring back to them, but definitely it, it reflected onto me. Yeah. So I don't know, but that's just you know an example at work. But overall, what really caused me anxiety is change, and specifically changes to my plans because I had a plan and. Now things are changing. Like I don't know that. Automatic, that's more so stressful for me. That's exciting for me because it 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 doesn't really stress me out because I I know that I would be able to rearrange something. So it's it's not it's just it's not stressful for me. It's it gives me anxiety, but I know not to worry about it because or I I worry about it, but I know not to eventually worry about it because I will you know restructure my plan if mm-hmm. that makes any sense yeah um or falling behind I hate falling behind hate it yeah I think everybody does yeah I do too yeah yeah no I know I like these are like I would agree with that common anxiety yeah. triggers but for, for if I'm if I'm for talking me, about myself, for me, like if if it's a change of plans, I just get stressed right away because I instantly get angry, you know, PO'd, mm-hmm. and I start, or I, maybe I even get sad, and I start having to like rearrange everything, and that just kind of adds to stress, yeah. um, which can also feed the anxiety with the uncertainty, yeah, like kind of like I was talking about, like I imagine the two as a Venn diagram in my head. Mm-hmm. I hear you. I hear you. Um, and then lastly, or no, I actually, sorry, I have a few more. Um, just again, going back to money, even though um, I know I said that already for stress, but it also gives me anxiety. And um, not just that, but also the feeling of being trapped. Mm-hmm. That is anxiety times a billion to the exponent power of a billion because I, if you haven't noticed, I can't do math, but um, feeling trapped, not just in, in a situation because I feel like people that feel trapped, they automatically go to, Oh, you're trapped in a relationship. Oh, you're trapped in, mm-hmm. you know, with someone. And it's not that it's not like that. I'm not saying that about our relationship. Yeah. Just to make it clear to you and to everyone else. I'm saying I hate feeling trapped in the sense that I feel like I'm not going anywhere in life. I wanted to bring this up because on my birthday, um, just this past October in 2020, mm-hmm. do you remember what I did on my 23rd birthday? I kind of forgot already. I cried. 
Do you remember why? I, I cried a little bit, not a lot. I cried because um, I felt like I had not accomplished anything in my life. I remember now. I felt trapped. I remember now. Yeah. 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 So I'm a very emotional person, so I cry when I feel anything. If I'm angry, I'm going to cry. You cry a lot. I cry a lot. I do. And I... It, I cry all the time. <laughs> I do, but it, I didn't used to cry with you all the time. I just felt like that emotion... Or that um, way of expressing myself came out with you when I felt comfortable. Because I don't cry in front of anyone. Mm-hmm. I cry in front of you because I feel comfortable with you. That's a, that's a different thing, though. I cried that day because I felt trapped. I felt like I, I, I did not accomplish anything. I have a job that I have to go every day to. I'm thankful for that job. I like that job. But you don't want to be there forever. But I don't want to be there forever. Yeah. You know, and I feel I felt like that. Um, like, I have no option but to go. Has that feeling changed at all since we started doing this podcast? Yes and no, because it's always going to be there. I feel like I'm always going to feel um, uh, until I get to what I want to do and what I want to be. I'm going to feel like this, yeah. and I've recognized it. And I just, um, I I've, I've been working on that feeling. And I have to obviously work with that every single day. It's getting easier because, you know, of everything else, the, you know, going back to, to you know, a plan, healthy habits and all that and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's manageable. It's manageable. I mean, um, it's getting there. It, it's just it goes hand in hand with my success, I feel like. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think about that? About what specifically? About um, feeling trapped. For me, or in response to how you feel trapped, or no, like just in general, does that general. give you any anxiety at all? Because I feel like that's one of my big ones. For me, when I feel trapped. Yeah, I mean, obviously that does give you some certain sense of of anxiety and stress. Um, kind of both feelings for me, and kind of hopeless. Yeah, a lot right? of hopelessness. Yeah, hopelessness which is, is which is also tied into the stress as well too. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I don't. I try not to st- stress about it too much because <laughs> pun intended. Because when I imagine, I don't know. This is going to sound funny, but I used to play Pokemon when I was a kid. Yeah. And we have this, po- there's this Pokemon video game that I would play. And you have a Pokemon that has four moves, and it can learn these four moves to, to do battle with another Pokemon. Mm-hmm. If it runs out of moves, it can always do the move struggle. Um, like, if it's completely out of energy, it can't even fight anymore, you can struggle. And you can still try to fight by struggling. And, like, you can even win with struggling. Really? So, yeah. So... I don't know. For me, like, growing That's up playing deep. that game, it, it kind of, like, put it in my head. Yeah. Like, that if you just, like, even, like, even, like, the, the tiniest struggles, like, I kind of imagine it, like, being chained up or tied up, like, all around your body. And, like, you just have to struggle, like, little by little to even get, like, your pinky free. And now you get your pinky free a little bit. Okay, like, you can get your hand out. You get your hand out. You can start getting your arm out. You can start finally getting yourself unchained or, like, unraveled from this big 
freaking cocoon or whatever you're in. That's so insightful. Yeah, that's that's so deep. Because I think I think visually in my head a lot of times. Mm-hmm. I I think like visually more so than conceptually. But they're kind of tied together. Mm-hmm. But um, like like the I think visually about the concepts. Um, yeah, and, and that's no, basically that what it is. Is you can struggle to get out of whatever it is that you're trapped in. But that that goes like. You have to ha- be determined to do you it. You have to be very determined, yes. At any point, you're... Very if you motivated. Stop, yeah, if you stop, you still feel like you're chained and a, or And a hint of self-hatred. You have to have a, a hint of self-hatred in there. <laughs> oh, God. Let's just say that. That's funny. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so I, with this, I, I also have three quotes to go into. Um, but before I go into that, is there any other ways that you cope with anxiety that's different from stress or is it just about the same? I would say it's just about the same. Um, yeah, I, honestly, it's really just about the same for me. Yeah, I would say the it's same just thing. the emotional response that's different. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know. I pretty much agree with that. I feel like when I'm anxious, though, um, I, you know, I do almost everything that I do for stress. But specifically with anxiety, I don't know what it is about it, but I go to a playlist, whether it be on, you know, Pandora, whatever it is, I go to relaxing music. So I put on spa music. I put on jazz instrumental music. Yeah. I don't know why, but just listening to those, it just calms me down. It's probably like all the, you would know best because you're into this whole audio and, and all that. But yeah. And it just puts me in a in a good mood. It relaxes me. It makes me feel like everything's gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just floating in the wind. Well, yeah, it's just the it's choice just, of instruments that they have, and I don't know. I tempo, don't know what it is. But you know what it is, but speed I like of the it. track. What kind of what kind of chords they're using? What's the melody? I mean, it all it depends on a certain amount of things. But yeah, um, yeah. That's it. That's that's and just being a little bit more mindful. That's mm-hmm. it. But that's pretty much the same thing as, as stress. It's just, I feel like when I'm stressed and I put that on, it doesn't de-stress me. It just makes I me just more watch stressed. A, I just watch a lot of YouTube videos, personally. I yeah. watch, like, podcasts. Yeah, um, podcasts are big. I watch, like, vlogs. I watch tutorials on stuff. I watch, you know, just, like, marketing advice. I watch um, maybe, like, video game stuff, like, video game playthroughs of, like, video games. Right. Stuff like that. That's mainly what I'll watch. Um, and like here and there, like a random video. Mm-hmm. If I'm not doing like anything music related at all or like anything like work related or whatever. So yeah, I mean, that's that's just pretty much some of the ways that I cope with stress and or anxiety. Um, additionally, okay. outside of music. Um, but I see that you got some quotes there. Tell me a little do. bit about those. You got a very good eye there. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. We're so awkward. All right, so... As she drops her paper on the floor. <laughs> I make you nervous, huh? I make I, you anxious, don't you I? You do. You gave... You <laughs> triggered you, huh? You triggered me. You make my heart skip a beat or some corny crap like that. Okay, so anyway. Um, so the first quote, um, it goes, I don't have to take this day all at once, but rather one step at a time. And I feel like that's just good advice for dealing with anxiety um, is, I don't know, I felt like it was good advice for me because uh, most of the time I just like to 
you know, I want to grab the whole day and everything I have to do and just get it done. And that's my, that's my focus. Get done, get done, get it done, get it done, get it done. Yeah. Nothing else but that. And then I'm like, the whole day passes by. And then I got things done maybe, or whether I did or didn't, hopefully I did. But the day passed by. But the day passed by. In the snap of a finger. And I, and I felt like I got robbed of a day. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's just, I feel like that kind of goes to the fast paced lifestyle of the area of the area where we live in. Even if you try to take yourself outside of that fast-paced lifestyle, all your friends are in it. So it's not like you can really, really get out of it. I mean, like, you're still influenced by it. And yeah. then you start feeling like, oh, well, maybe I should get a job like this. Maybe I should do this. Maybe I should do that. You know, it's tough. It's different than, like, you know, if you just live in a freaking mountain somewhere and you're booling on a farm doing nothing, you know? that's It's a different story. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, I mean... um, I'm sorry. What was the quote again? I, I kind of lost my track. <laughs> it's of okay. I don't have. Um, I you, don't... Yeah, yeah. Okay, now I remember. I'm sorry. But yeah, you <laughs> you don't have to take the whole day. Like that's what I try to do too. Like that's what I was saying basically. Is is I'll wake up. I don't have anything planned out. You know, maybe you have everything planned out, but at least you got leeway. Like I don't even have anything planned out. I just wake up and I scramble <laughs> and I'm going, 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 just trying to get through everything that I that I think I need to do. Yeah. I don't even know if it's prioritized to like what like is most important. What's going to take the most time. For me, that's hard to do, like, to prioritize what's most important versus what's going to take longer. Mm-hmm. Like, I really suck at prioritizing with that. When there's two variables like that, I really suck at prioritizing. It's tough. Mm. It's another thing, like, when I can prioritize based off just one variable, that's really easy for me to do. Okay, what's hardest? Well, I'll do, like, this, 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 this. And it gradually gets easier, gradually gets harder. Or, you know, vice versa with the other thing I was talking about. But I can't do both at the same time. But, yeah, that's why I feel like it's important to try to take the day at one step at a time. Try to s- slow down your pace of life if possible um, in any way that you can. Maybe you could do it through a change of lifestyle, you know. Yeah. I, I don't want to say that I don't have any more friends, that I that I stopped talking to my friends, but I'm definitely not in, in as close of contact with all of them as I once was. And I have noticed this bigger change in my life in terms of how much focus and how much control I just have over my daily life. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like you're more productive now. I definitely feel like I am. But at the yeah. same time, I still have those feelings. I have those days where it's like, damn. But I can tell you honestly, like, today has been a pretty good day for me. Like, just now that we're podcasting, you know, earlier I felt like like crap. But, like, I'm thinking mm-hmm. about it now. Like, I got a lot done today. Yeah. Um, And over the last few days. And we're only four days into the new year. Like, we literally just dropped our first podcast <laughs> of the new year today. And we're pod- we're recording in the next podcast. We're going to drop here on Saturday. We're recording so. it today. Yeah. So. Um, We've been doing quite a lot. Yeah, we have. And I feel like this week, uh, this is just like a quick side note, really. But this week, um, we have a lot planned for our our, part, our podcast. Mm-hmm. Can I speak? No. Um, so, yeah, I feel like. I don't know. I haven't really been anxious about our podcast, really, because um, I'm a I'm a straight up planner. Mm-hmm. I just am what I am. So I feel like um, with me doing all the planning, which is what I'm good at, and you doing all the audio, which is what you're good at, it just makes it easier for both of us. Definitely. So it doesn't really bring me anxieties because. Yeah. No, I'm not anxious at all about it. Yeah. 
don't know. I actually enjoy the podcast. I doing, do. I, I like too. the process of actually doing the show a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, more than just recording, like, just, like, uploading and writing the descriptions. Yeah. I like doing that stuff, so. I feel like descriptions you're better at. I'm pretty good at it. I don't yeah. want Let us know in the comments if my descriptions suck and Sarai should start writing them. <laughs> or we can do them together. Yeah. Okay, so um, going into the next quote, I chose this because I feel like most of the time when talking about something as, such as anxiety and stress, it's viewed as a weakness. Mm-hmm. And it's, I feel like most people find it interesting when they when they're not going through it, you know, they, I feel like they shun it a little bit. Yeah. Do you, do you, do you know yeah. what I'm trying to say here? No, I definitely see what you mean. Some people just look at anxiety as like a complete weakness. Yeah. Um, and for me personally, like, I feel like it depends on the person. Once again, like it depends on whether the person was before, you know, a different, completely different type of person. Then they fell into an anxious hole that they can't get out of. Or mm-hmm. are they a person that deals with anxiety and fights it every single day? to be a better person and better themselves. It all depends on how you look at it. So Right. So the quote goes, anxiety isn't a weakness. Living with anxiety takes a strength most will not ever know. Um, So we don't exactly agree with the quote 100%, Mm -hmm. but the way that we interpret it, I feel like is, is actually the best part for us. So I like again we were saying that anxiety is always used as a weakness yeah. or most of the time it is. Um but and the quote says that it's, it takes a certain type of strength to live with it. Yeah. When really th- that's that's really like the main part of the quote that it should be viewed um you know obviously you can be a weak person and, and be anxious but it takes strength to overcome that anxiety and the stresses and the you know, just barriers to life, to daily life, to, you know, obviously pursue a goal and better yourself. Exactly. So um, the weakness itself, I mean, I'm sorry, the strength itself is not anxiety. The strength is going out every single day and living your best life aside from having the anxiety. Yeah. So that's the superpower. Or despite the anxiety, yeah. Yeah, despite the anxiety, just like how you said. Um and also, we don't really agree with uh, the part where it says most will not ever know because I feel like everyone deals with it differently. Mm-hmm. Everyone has, to a certain extent, some anxiety. In others, it shows up way more than others, you know? Yeah. It's just how you are. Um, but um, we just don't want people to feel like I'm an anxious person or um, to whatever degree it is for you. Um, it's not always to point out the fact that you're weak. You know, it's not always, don't always go directly, I'm a weak person. Yeah. Don't jump to that conclusion, you know. It's better to, to try to see, hey, like, what can I do to better myself in this situation? Yeah. So. I agree. And that's really the only positive way you can deal with it. Mm-hmm. Is thinking of either how can I better myself or doing something that you already know is going to better yourself. Correct. Okay. So moving on to the third and final quote for this. Um, I actually really, I really like this quote because I feel like it ties in the first and the second one. Um, 
and it's just kind of, it's kind of more like an opinion, I feel like, but still. So, um, it goes, my anxiety is silent. You wouldn't notice a change on the outside. People call me lazy when in reality, I'm just overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, with that quote, I definitely agree with the last portion of it. Um, oftentimes I feel like I'm a lazy person, but I know that I'm not really lazy because when I, I know that I can work relentlessly when I'm really motivated for something. Um, and you wouldn't, you wouldn't even think to say that I'm lazy, not even once, but I have a lot of lazy tendencies and mainly it's just when I'm feeling overwhelmed with a certain thing, or it could be just when I'm just really uninterested with something that might be the cause of it. But, um, usually that, that leads to me feeling like I'm overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, which is where the lazy actions or what I perceive as lazy actions come from. Hmm. So for me, I actually um, recently I had an experience at work. One of my coworkers, um, I was so usually there's three of us up at the front at this situation um, due to certain things that are going on in the world. Um, the two other receptionists were out of work for some time. Um, so in this specific situation, it was just myself and it was a very busy day. Okay. So, um, I was, you know, I was so caught up in the fact that I, I, um, I'm doing this, I'm doing that and I have to get this done and I'm at work. Right. And at some point, one of my coworkers, she's an assistant, I'm a receptionist. She came up to me and she's like, Hey, like you're doing really good. And I was like, it caught me so off guard. I was like, huh? And then she was like, yeah, like I would be melting right now. Like, how are you not melting? And in my head, I was like, I was melting and I was stressed and anxious and I was just over it. You know, I just wanted to go home. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, oh, like, like I would, I would not be reacting how you are in the situation. And then I was like, thank you. But I have to be honest with you, I'm very stressed right now. Like, and she's like, I would have never known. Like, you don't, you didn't show it. You're not showing it. And um, again, I don't know if it's because I, that customer service automatic robot me is just so good of not showing my emotions while I'm at work. Or if it's because I don't show it, period. I don't know. What do you think? Like, do you think I usually wear my emotions on my sleeve? No, I think I think it's like you said, like when you're at work, yeah, you're a different person, right? I just I don't know in that situation it caught me so off guard because when I when I read that quote, you know, it says my anxiety is silent and you wouldn't notice a change on the outside. I was just like, oh, like what? You're giving me a compliment when I'm over here like so over myself. Like yeah. what is going? On? And it just caught me off guard, and that's. Kind of the first thing that came to mind when I saw that. So. But yeah, I mean, think about it. When you're at work, you have to put on that face. I mean, yeah, you can't act a fool at work, and then because that's going to be a bad reference or like no reference at all. Mm-hmm. And then good luck trying to find another job when you need experience. Right. You know? So yeah, for sure. Yeah. So um, lastly, it's really um, again just to tie back to our relationship because you know this is. A mental health and relationship podcast. <laughs> so um, I want to ask you, and I want you to be very honest with me. And I know that you will be because, you know, that's what we do here. Um, I want to ask you, what causes stress or anxiety in our relationship and or 
anxiety in our relationship? For me, um, I think it's it's kind of tough because it's a little bit trickier than just like a simple answer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's just like when we have conflicting um, expectations or when we have conflicting schedules um, or conflicting goals. Yeah. I feel like those are the three like main sources of it. That's true. And everything else just kind of stems from those. Yeah. What would you say? I feel like for me, what causes me stress the most is when one of us slacks off. Mm-hmm. I feel like me and you are usually relatively on the same page, but there's like those instances where, you know, for example, I want to be the clean freak for yeah. once. Yeah. And then you're not feeling, you're just wanting to be, you know, the couch potato. Yeah. And then flip flop, you know? Yeah. Um, or when I want to, nowadays, when I want to work on this podcast mm-hmm. and you you want to just chill, you know? Yeah. And it doesn't happen often because most of the time we just jump at the any, you know, any situation or any opportunity to do this. Yeah. To do, um, to try to grow our social media and all that. Um, but very few times, um, you know, we kind of have different ways of looking at things at, at that time. Yeah. So but we try to work through it together. Yeah, we do. Like, I feel like the one that's motivating or the one that is motivated to do something usually gets the other person up mm-hmm. and you're like, hey, you know, shake it off. I, I feel agree. like you're, you're good at motivating me. I agree with that. We so. both we both do a pretty good job at motivating each other. Yeah. Um, let's see. I feel like sometimes we don't take each other as serious because I feel like we're, you know, oh, boyfriend, oh, girlfriend. Yeah. And then something huge happens, something that, like, we have to decide together that causes, that would cause me stress. And then I feel like sometimes you don't take it seriously or it's perceived to me as you're not taking it serious. And then I realize, oh, I misread you. Yeah. You know, and you are, and that's just how you're dealing with it. Yeah. And vice versa. We have different ways of showing it. Yeah. But most of the time, I feel like with, with us, since we've been together for some time and, and we're very open in, in our communication, um, it still, like, comes up, like, oh, like, you know, that uncertainty, like, oh, like, why why did he react like that? But mm-hmm. then I go back and I, and I really, truly analyze, and I'm like, oh, it wasn't like that. Mm-hmm. I just perceived it like that, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's something that could temporarily cause me stress and anxiety. And do you agree? Yeah. No, I definitely do agree with that. Yeah. Um, and lastly, um, when when we act a little distant, like if, if we don't spend too much time together or I'm working on my thing, you're working on your thing. And, you know, there's a little bit of not like distant, like I can't talk to you ever. I know but, what you mean. Not yeah. Like, like, not long distance, but it feels like we're we're not... In the same house together. Yeah. I know what you mean. Or not having, like, the full attention once. But I feel like sometimes that's necessary. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, alone time? Oh, we both need our alone time for sure. But. Yeah. Like, 
when we have too much alone time. So. It can be a bad thing, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty much it for that one. All right, so I think that's about it for the topics today. Did you have anything else you wanted to bring up today? No, actually, that's um, it for today. That's all I had. All right, well, thank you, everyone, for joining us for another episode of Raw Mentality Podcast. And, uh, Make sure to check us out on our socials. We're at Raw Mentality Podcast for um, Instagram, for Facebook, and for TikTok and Twitter. Yeah. Um, you can also find us on our personals. She is on uh, Princess underscore Sarai. Sarai 19 yes and I'm on Instagram at under, uh, at Pronto Valid so um, go ahead and follow us there make sure you like she said make sure you subscribe and download our episodes because we like you and we rule and you guys know it too so <laughs> uh, we'll see you next time on Saturday take care have a good day